0: Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball, 105.5 and 97.5. We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
1: back here live on The Roar, the Press Box. Brian and Jonathan are joining us today inside the Old Country Fiber Studios. The Dream Center, PC.org. Go check out their website. If you are, uh, you know, maybe doing some, some spring cleaning, I know it's February, but spring cleaning, uh, getting rid of some things, think about the resale stores at the Dream Center because you help fund them with things you drop off and that they resell, or if you go in and buy. It really does make a difference. They do not receive any government funding. And they help empower and educate adults, get their life back on track, help them figure out things like managing their money, learning life skills, learning trade skills, things they can do to get jobs. They help adults who are just kind of down on their luck sort of find their way. And the Dream Center really serves a huge purpose here in the upstate, and you can help them by going to their resale stores. They got one in Pickens, one in Seneca, One in Easley and one in Greenville on Pleasantburg Drive. So please, think next time you're getting rid of some stuff, unload some things. The Dream Center can really use your help. They can also use your help for uh, volunteering and teaching some of their classes. So if you're interested in that, please go to their website, thedreamcenterpc.org. 654 Roy, you want to get in with us today? You know, we're talking about the absurdity of the net. You know, North Carolina dropping one spot despite losing to uh, Clemson last night, South Carolina dropped two spots. John, after their win, twenty and three, of the Gamecocks already at twenty victories. First time they've done that since that Final Four team on uh, Frank Martin back in seventeen. And they drop. They drop two spots.
2: Make make that make sense to you? You know I can't.
1: <laughs> Dude, I mean, got no chance on that. Huh? Yeah.
2: Why why do we play the games? I don't know uh that obviously hurts Clemson yeah because
1: the Tigers beat South Carolina that's one of their resume building wins and the Gamecocks just fell out of top 40 for no reason whatsoever other than they won a game
2: yeah but how did this benefit the Mountain West because that's clearly what we're all Uh, so worried about right now litany of teams ahead of South
1: Carolina in the Mountain West right now uh Nevada's like 46 and they got a huge upset win last night um I don't know I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, would South Carolina benefit in the net from losing? Would they have dropped less spots? Had they lost to Ole Miss? Did they not cover the margin? They uh, only won by three. Then probably not, no. Is that, that had to be why they dropped two spots. They didn't cover the margin.
2: Whatever made-up margin. No, not, not, not the spread, but the margin that they have made up that they won't tell us what that margin yeah, is. Yeah, The
1: spread implicates sports betting, and that's not what the net does, but it does count, it does factor in how much it has you its win own line it. baked in. <laughs> it really does. Uh Clemson's quad one win. Was this a good quad one win? Do we know? Does this does this um, fa- was this a quad one A or quad one B?
2: I think this is a quad one A. Are we sure about no, that? No, I'm not sure about anything when it comes to the net rankings. Because North Carolina was ninth. They're now tenth. So <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know what we we don't know. Remember, Jerry Palm told us that not all quad wins are the same. So we got to figure out how to designate quad one wins now. No, there's no metric to tell me how to do that or to understand that. We still got to figure it out. Yes, Duke Travis, the net is stupid. It really is. it is. It's just it's drunk. It's drunk all the time. All the time. No one understands. No one. I mean. John, this is the thing. It's not you and I who can't understand. That's one thing. If you and I can't understand it, that's understandable. That's a
2: lot of things in life that you and I don't
1: understand. It's understandable that we don't understand. Sure. But the coaches that coach these games that are supposed to try to win by certain margins so that they help their net
2: ranking, they don't even understand it. And that's, that is continuing to be my biggest problem with this metric. I don't care if you or I don't understand it, if the average fan doesn't understand it, if Jerry Palm himself doesn't understand it, I don't care. But when Brad Brownell and Hubert Davis and every coach across this country doesn't understand from a day-to-day basis what the net rankings mean or how to figure out your spot in them, it's nonsense.
1: And I don't care what the net ranking says. Is Clemson an NCAA tournament team right now? Yes. Are they a bubble team right now? No. No. They're in. They are in uh, So I don't I don't know what, what I don't know what I mean I have a lot of respect for John Rothstein. He's very good at what he does. Yeah, no, I not I'm not trying to, to bang on him here, but what is he talking about? Clemson's building a resume. Well, you went nine and one in the non con. Yeah, they have the two best road wins in the country right no, John now. John
2: Rothstein's just starting to build up his resume on Clemson. He's also the guy who's been promoting the Mountain West Conference. Yes. Yeah. Well above the Aces At nauseum, and, and, I, and I really like and respect John Rothstein sp- in the space that he has within the sport. I really do. But I just don't understand his infatuation with the Mountain West Conference.
1: Yeah, it's like he just he picked that league to be his focus this year, and he's not going to let anything deter him from that, that focus no matter what kind of wins. No way the Mountain West is going to get a quad one win like that last night. They're not, even, they're not even capable of
2: doing that, are they? I don't think so. I can't say for certainty, right? I mean, I don't... Do you know what the highest Mountain West ranked team is? Who is that? New Mexico
1: at 19. I mean, Clemson's resume is not building. I mean, Clemson's resume is solid right now. Now, do they need to get above 500 in ACC play? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. And, you know, should they? Yes, based on... Some of the games they got coming up, I, I think it's very, very uh, probable. Uh, Clemson at five and six in the ACC. John, that sounds vastly different. I think just from a, a mental standpoint, just from a mental health standpoint for this team, that sounds vastly different than than four and seven. That's why one oh, of the reasons yeah. last night was so critical. I don't know about you, but five well, and six feels manageable. Four and seven feels like
2: disaster. Because look at the company you would keep, right? With that record. So if you were four and seven, you'd be tied down near the bottom with Boston College with only Georgia Tech, Louisville, and Notre Dame with worst conference records.
1: What did that one win then now boost Clemson in the standing? Who
2: who are they around? How far are they? Uh tied at five and six with Virginia Tech and Syracuse. Okay. And And now you got Syracuse. You got Syracuse this week. So you got a chance to sort of
1: flip the the numbers on them. Yep. And if you're at five hundred, you're the top half of the league. Clemson wins this week and they're at five hundred. If, if if they win on Saturday, yeah. That then the the next games coming up are two home games, Miami, and NC State, winnable home games. Yeah, definitely. beyond winnable. I mean, I I think Miami's like I told you yesterday. I think they're on the verge of of collapse here. And then NC State, you owned them last year. Now maybe that sort of you know evens out a little bit, returns to the mean or whatever. I I don't know. But you, Clemson's had no problem with NC State. No. Beat them, what, three times last three year? Three times,
2: yeah. <laughs> and State got in, but Clemson didn't. And then after that, there's Georgia Tech on the road. Now, Georgia Which, Tech got smoked. That may be the worst night. offensive performance in the league this year. And Whoa! That... You
1: just told me Florida State scored 38 the other night. Brad, they had
2: like 11 at half. So they, they, they couldn't get to, to Florida State 17 is what you're telling me. Oh, no, that was... um. No, It was Miami when they played uh, Virginia
0: on Monday night. Sorry,
2: Monday night. I'm sorry,
1: it was Miami. You're right. Yeah,
2: my bad. Yeah, but Tony Bennett's defense is a known commodity and second in the country. Oh, true. Wake Forest is is, (laughs) exactly. They're not. I don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe Wake is a top ten defensive team across the country.
1: I don't believe you're you're wrong in saying that. So, how do you explain that for Georgia Tech last night? I have this, no idea. This team beat North Carolina and Duke on their home floor, and they lost 80-51 to to Wake Forest. And people are saying now Wake Forest is back in the mix
2: <laughs> for an NCAA
1: tournament. It, it bid. was
2: 46-20 to at the half.
1: That's brutal.
2: Absolutely brutal. At one point, it was like 29-5. to
1: what did Georgia Tech shoot? Do I even want to look, or is it just going to hurt the eyeballs? I think you want to look.
2: You think I want to? They were... 12.5% from three. 17 of 60 from the field.
1: Oh, no. 3 yeah. of 24. Three yeah, it was, re- it was 24. real bad. That's what happens with young teams. Not, I mean, it shouldn't be that, that surprising, but to that... You know what? uh, uh, Wake Forest covered the margin, John. Whatever the margin was. They covered it, yeah. I didn't say the spread. Net doesn't do that. The net margin. The net margin got covered in that one. My goodness. Um, But Clemson's got them coming up, Georgia Tech, on the road. Clemson should win that game on the road. Yes. They should. Revenge game. Yeah. I don't think Georgia Tech's going to hit the wild threes that they hit against Clemson. Clemson shouldn't fall apart like they did regardless, but still. And then Florida State at home, Pitt at home, Notre Dame on the road, Syracuse at home, Wake Forest on the road. John, it's a favorable schedule. It is a favorable schedule. Are there quad one opportunities on here? No. But are there opportunities for building back up some equity and getting back into the you know positive side in the
2: standings, the win column side? Yeah some real opportunities here Well, and Clemson's y-
1: not a bubble team Clemson's in the tournament
2: yeah I, I think we need to stop the is Clemson on the bubble conversation right, right now I just don't think there's any reason to have it and you know
1: what the, the, these remaining nine games if, if Clemson blows seven of these they don't have to be in the tournament regardless yeah so I mean, I, I don't know what to tell
2: you there but I don't, I don't Clemson's a tournament team right now um, I, yeah I completely agree they're tournament. They've been a tournament team. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. They haven't not been a tournament team, but we're so used and conditioned to just living on the bubble for some reason. It's I, not happening right now, folks. I just think it's the the conference record is skewing it. Like people sure. are seeing the conference record
1: and go, you can't make the the tournament this year if you have a losing record in the ACC. But the season isn't over.
2: There's nine games left. Well, Brad, but some people want to go ahead and write the story before it's finished. I guess.
1: But I mean, granted, you, you you could argue what we just said. Well, that's right. The season's not over. There's time for Clemson to to not make the
2: tournament. You can look at it that way, but I'm just not going to. That's just a really miserable way to spend the next month, and I'm not doing it. But again, right now in time, if the tournament started tomorrow, they're in. They're in comfortably. Got the resume,
1: but but they're building the resume. Ah. The problem is, there's no other way to build the resume.
2: There's no, there's no quad one wins on the uh, quad one games on the schedule. Wait, that's the way. let me look at the calendar. The tournament. It's still February, since everyone's still building their resume. We have nine regular season games left to go. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't, there's,
1: there's very few teams I'm going to just automatically pencil in as guaranteed locks for the NCAA tournament right now. Everyone is still building a resume. I mean, even a team like Wisconsin, who's 13th, 16 and six. Could they fall apart down the stretch and miss the tournament? Yeah, yeah, could easily happen. Kansas, 17 five. Nah, Kansas not missing the tournament. They're Kansas. I mean, there's some names that you're just you, you don't have a problem penciling in uh, right now, but there's a lot of teams that are still in that you know 15 to 40 range that have not determined where their season ultimately lands. 654 roar, you want to get in with us. Clemson coming off that 80-76 win over North Carolina last night, the second win for the program inside the Dean Dome and the first or the highest ranked road win since 1976. I I think it's I think it's the biggest one in school history last night. The biggest ranked road win ever was last night. And I, you know, what it ends up meaning for the entire season, I don't know. But the headspace, the confidence, where that team was, I think mean, last night was monumental in building some of that. Building, John. Building. <laughs> not, uh, that'd be John Height, not John Rusty. Uh Jamie of Beach Island's up next. Hey, Jamie, how are you?
3: Good Good morning. What a big win. What a big win. Congratulations to Coach Brownell and, and the rest of the, the basketball team and program. I get on here and first when they lose, so. It's time for me to to give them their props this morning. What a big win! And but what upsets me is, and I guess I shouldn't be upset, but we still don't know. This team—they've got nine games left. This team could go nine and zero, or this team could go four and five. There's
1: a lot of teams in that boat, Jamie. There's a lot of teams feeling that way. That—that that was my point. Of what I just said. I mean, it's—it's it's still not not cut and dry for everybody.
3: Yeah, you know, and it's just. But but I get a little I'm more ready because we've seen how good they could play. I mean, now they won the game, and the second half wasn't as good as the first half. But that first half, that I equate that to to the Sweet 16 teams when they played Auburn. That that's the way I feel about that, and it's just just finally good to have one fall because they work so hard. Finally, good to have one fall their way, you know. So just enjoy this one today, guys, and. And uh, we'll worry about Syracuse
1: later. I think I think that's a good idea. Thanks, Jamie, for the call. I appreciate you getting in. Good call. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, he's you know, Jamie said, "Hey, I've I'm hard on when they lose. I'm going to enjoy the win." And that is a great approach. And I think that is the right way to take it
2: today. Yes. Tip of the cap to you, Jamie. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, this team,
1: um, this team's had a lot of bad losses, like 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 heart wrenching losses, the the gut wrenching losses. The yeah. They kind of just. Are hard to recover from, and you know I'll I'll give Brad Benno credit here. I I didn't necessarily like what he said after the the game the other night uh, on on Saturday, the loss of Virginia. I I didn't really like that he was you know he was he was doing a lot of cheerleading for his team. He was saying, hey, we're going the, the worm's going to turn. These are going to start going our way at some point. And I heard it. and I'm like, man, that's that's hard. Like, I, how do you you just keep telling your players that they 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 expect you to say it. But it feels empty a little bit because it's not happening. They're not seeing the the rewards for the hard work and trying to gut out some of these close games. Right. And yet they got it. They got one last night, seventy to seventy with forty minutes to go on the road against the number three team in the country. And Clemson did not fold. Clemson did not make the costly turnovers. Clemson did not miss the key three. Clemson did not give the thing away in any way whatsoever. So they they stuck to it. He kept preaching it. He told those guys that this was gonna turn. They're gonna start winning some of these close games. They got the well, one last line. It was huge.
2: And you know, we've seen at times in some of these close losses a scoring drought at the end. You didn't go through the scoring drought. You prevented North Carolina from scoring. Great point there. Go see our friends over Everlon Living. If you
1: are a loved one looking to get the most out of life, uh adults fifty five and up, a lot of their residents in their seventies and eighties still want that independence of doing life on their own and not being an assisted living. They don't need that yet, but this is a great transition to that. If you, you know, are in an age where you know maybe in a few years you you might want to get into you know Dominion Senior Living, this is sort of a stepping stone. You can do that at Everline. Uh, you get into Everline, you get luxury, thoughtful design, beautiful aesthetics, and all inclusive pricing. Chef prepared meals two each day. You get housekeeping services, concierge services, tons of activities. Just a great way to enjoy life. And know that you've got Dominion Senior Living right there next door when you're ready to make that transition. They also have that medical response team right there as well. 150 Pershing Avenue, it's a great place to be. Go check them out, everlonliving.com if you or a loved one are looking for uh, getting out of a traditional home. I can't recommend it enough. They have studio, one-bedroom, two-bedroom apartments.
3: Go check them out.
1: 654, we'll go to the phone lines when we return right for this.
3: I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, buy it or rent it from Bennett.
4: I'm Lance Crick. After 20 plus years as a federal
2: prosecutor with the U.S. Attorney's Office in South Carolina and several years as a state prosecutor, I joined Ryan Beasley Law last year to practice law with Ryan and Mary Hunter. Our team works in courtrooms across the state, including city and magistrate courts as well as state and federal courts. We work with clients in all areas of state and federal criminal defense to include pre-arrest investigations,
4: white collar defense, as well as student conduct issues at colleges and universities. Our responsive and proactive approach in cases is at all times client-centric and resolution-focused. We look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Please give us a call at 864-679-7777
2: or find us online at ryanbeasleylaw.com. In every case, for every client, in courtrooms across the state, Ryan Beasley Law, ryanbeasleylaw.com.
0: Hey, sports fans, want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and in your community. Arthrex is proud to grow and invest in Anderson County with the expansion of their state-of-the-art manufacturing campus. Join a company that provides exciting career opportunities, job security, and unique benefits. Visit careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.art.hrex.com. Com. No manufacturing experience required.
2: Boneyard Cycles offers wholesale pricing on Harleys, Customs, Metric Cruisers, and Off Road vehicles. Buy local from a local with the best prices, quality parts, service, and shop a selection that rivals the big city shops. Paul and his crew are here to answer your questions about parts, service, buying, or trading. Whether it's your first motorcycle experience or your tenth, a daily driver, or weekend cruiser, visit online at boneyardcyclesonline.net or shop Boneyard Cycles in person at 507 Pyrimonderry Road in Anderson.
0: Harbin Lumber Company has been helping build dreams since 1917, proudly serving our local communities for over 100 years for all your building material needs. With spring around the corner, now is the time to think about a new deck or deck remodel or screen porch. Have it completed so you can enjoy the great outdoors. Visit harbinlumber.com or call us at 706-356-4300 and let us show how we can help with your vision. That's 706-356-4300. not available in alaska or california subject to terms and conditions rates are determined by several factors which vary by state in some states participation in drivewise allows all to use your driving data for purposes of rating while in some states your rate could increase with high-risk driving generally safer drivers will save with drivewise Allstate state and casualty insurance company and affiliates northbrook illinois
3: live and local sports talk coming to you from the upcountry fiber studios this is 105.5 and 97.5 the roar serving the five counties of the south carolina upstate upcountry fiber is a stronger
4: connection
0: the Press Box with Brad and John. It makes it more competitive. The perfect way to get through your morning. Every time he opens his mouth, something irritating comes out. Weekdays from 9 to noon on The Roar. Where every day is game day.
1: We are back here live on The Roar. The Press Box with Brad and John. joining us today. 10:25 a.m. on this Hump Day edition. You want to get in? We'd love to hear from you. Clemson enjoying that 80-76 win. Uh, not a you know they got a couple extra days here. Played on a Tuesday, and then again on Saturday to enjoy it. But I think they know what's what's at stake on the road. I tell you, what a week this could be for Joe Girard. Right, 21 points last night against North Carolina hits the dagger. It sort of gets the the last bit of separation Clemson needed. To hold on for the win with that three-pointer, and then he gets to go back home again. This is not the other going
2: home, John. This is—I don't <laughs> this know if they'll is, be saying welcome home to Joe this weekend.
1: Probably not. Uh, from Glen Falls, New York, he's heading back to Syracuse, where he spent four years with the Orange. So he gets to go back and see his old school, his old buddies, and I'm sure it'll be uh, you know reunion time. But it's also going to be a business trip uh, because Clemson has a lot at stake in this game, and that's the thing. Clemson lost some games they shouldn't have. Georgia Tech probably should have beaten Virginia at home. You know, Duke on the road. Yeah. So now Miami on the road. So now you've got to make up for it with some some key wins and some not-so-inviting environments. I think it helps. It's a noon game on Saturday. I don't know I mean, the crowd will be as fired up, you know, and maybe there won't be as much of a hangover here. You know, Clemson won't be patting themselves too too much on the back because they know what kind of hole they're in right now, and they're still getting right. themselves out of it. But last night was huge. It was monumental. Let's go to the phone lines. Kevin and Greenwell's up next. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good
5: morning. Hey, you know, listening to you guys talk, uh, it just crossed my mind how much we love to see North Carolina get beat. It doesn't matter who
6: beats. <laughs> uh, we are a society that thrives on misery. And so we love to watch that team go down.
5: Uh, we love to watch Kentucky get beat. How satisfying was it to watch the Gamecocks storm the floor? You know, you, you thought they would have won the national championship. Uh, that's how much it means. So, you know, these games come down to one key statistic, and usually it's turnovers. Um, if you keep it on the plus side, you know, you're going to win most times. Uh, I believe Clemson had five turnovers in this game. Uh, that shows that they're controlling the ball, the tempo, the clock, and the motion of the action on the floor. Uh, North Carolina, you know, they just couldn't press last night. Uh, they tried to run a lot of full-court press and uh, do some trapping when they were behind. And it did help them catch up. You know, they did tie that game late in that game. They had a shot, uh, but Clemson iced them at the free throw line, came up with a couple of big three-pointers. You know, so, again, it comes down to turnovers. Uh, they couldn't force Clemson into a turnover in the last five minutes of that game. So, you know, Brownell, hey, I don't ever feel like his job was on the line. Uh, right now, you know, he's in the, the driver's seat of this program. Only the second time in 60 years that they've made that road trip and won that game. Uh, so it speaks volumes. Uh, he's held this team together. Uh, they had a lot of times that they could have just gave up and fell apart. Uh, but you saw how much it meant to them last night on TV. And Lamont Paris, how you drop uh, four spots in the net ranking, losing, uh, beating an 18-4 and old Miss team, uh, it's very puzzling. Uh, But right now, he's in the mix for National Coach of the Year. You know, what a great job he's done. It'll be interesting to see if South Carolina can keep him. You know, there'll be a lot of big programs knocking at the door, uh, wanting him to come in and do the turnaround that he's completed at Carolina so far this season. Uh, Nine games left to go, Uh, still a lot can unfold, Uh, but I'm hoping that, You know, both these teams can get to 23 wins. Uh, I think that's the secret number to getting into the NCAA. So, uh, great show. Uh, Keep listening to you guys as long as I can while I'm on the road today. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you getting in. Thank you for the kind words. You know, there there was the one turnover by PJ there. The last, what, 15 seconds. Uh, luckily, it didn't didn't affect the outcome of the game. But, yeah, Clemson protected the ball, I thought, really well. Pretty much all night, but definitely down the stretch of this game. That was such a huge key. I grew up in an ABC household, okay? My dad was from Tobacco Road. He pulled for a, Clemson one day, Wake Forest the next, NC State the week after that. Like, it was ABC all the time. Anybody but Carolina. So, I... To what Kevin's point, I mean, there are a lot of people out there that are very happy when North Carolina loses. <laughs> and this year, they haven't done a lot of that, especially the last uh, two months. Really, what was that? What what did they want? Nine? What did I say? Twelve? Of the last thirteen? Yesterday, yeah. they had won. And it was so, just the um, the Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech blip. Is, yeah. yeah, just a little blip there. Is Clemson going to be a blip for North Carolina? Does this derail anything for the hills? I, it, look, it puts the ACC. Regular season title in some
2: doubt now because Virginia's right there knocking on the door. So they've right. opened it up for the who's to get involved in this. I tell you, it's interesting, though. I mean, their next four games here. At Miami, at Syracuse, Virginia Tech at home, at Virginia. Man. Three out of four on the road is not easy. That at Virginia game. What, what's the date on that one? Uh, February 24th.
1: Yeah, well, we say that was like what two weeks before the end of the season, so that that could be a big decider in what happens in the ACC. But they they're opening the door, you know, a little little blip to Georgia Tech losing last night, not taking Clemson seriously, it appears. Yeah, you know, I can't. I mean, I say turn... that with a hundred percent confidence, but it it appears based on what they talked about last night and the way they were acting after the Duke win, they didn't take Clemson all that seriously. They're like, yeah, we're sixty and one against this team in this build, and we're fine. So, they got a, they got some things to work out, figure out North Carolina right now. Yeah. I mean, some of they can just say, hey, P.J. played great, and you know they beat us, and you know guys weren't as focused as they need to be. And so, I think North Carolina's going to be fine in terms of the big picture, but it does bring in some doubt in terms of the ACC title.
2: Yeah, in no way is it changing my projections on the heels in terms of where I think they could go in March or things like that. But you're right, it does create a little bit of an opening for Virginia and some other teams too. Now make this as easy of a runaway as it was looking like. Maybe I'm yesterday. maybe I'm old
1: school, but I still think winning the regular season title matters. I still think it's a big deal in the ACC, and I, I don't know that it's it, it's sort of been downplayed over the years, you know. And it's really yeah. about the ACC tournament, and that's the champion and we recognize all that stuff. I, I still think the regular season title matters a lot. It, it used to, it used to, because you just never know. Now, back when the ACC was, you know, eight eight nine teams. And it was just a bloodbath in March, you know, in Greensboro. Like, the last man standing kind of thing. if like a wrestling match, uh tournament kind of thing. uh You know, then it, the regular season mattered even more because you right. just didn't know what was going to happen when you got in the tournament. Now we've watered it down with so many teams in the ACC tournament. You get three buys. Good Lord. <laughs> Basically, you get three days off and I have to play. Win right. three games and you win the tournament, Wait right? Wait until next year. Yeah, Really? more teams well, welcome cal and smu and stanford although the ACC, i think the acc is still kicking around ideas on that they're not 100 percent sure everybody's going to be invited they don't
2: right now they're saying probably no well you, you gotta exclude somebody just to have the math work out and you
1: hate that for notre dame
2: <laughs> you just hate it yeah there, there's a real simple solution here at notre dame you hate that they they
1: join the acc in some sports have a vote and then would get don't left- get
2: me started. I'm having a good day. And
1: then they would get and then would get involved in a format where they're going to get left out like every year. They, they won't stink.
2: they won't because it's Notre Dame and they always get a seat at the table.
1: They may not get a seat in the ACC basketball tournament unless if
2: they're in the uh, bottom Unless, unless they three. have a say about it in the setup of this thing, as we know that they do. Trust me, every postseason format is always structured to cater to <laughs> Notre Dame. I don't think this one's going to be, and I think it'd be just. Ironic and
1: hilarious, if they're not in the first couple ACC expanded tournaments, their brand not even in there. Just saying, I think it'd be funny. Jerry and Anderson's up next. Hey Jerry, how are you?
4: Hey Brad, how you doing? Doing well. Brad, I didn't want to call in after the loss, so I'm going to call in after a win. Uh, like I said, John, though, uh, I'm still not happy with where the team is. There were some things last night. Um, as far as shot selection, down stretch, you had backup with four fouls. P.J.'s got to get inside and, and not take as many threes. Um, and, again, they got to validate this win by going up to Syracuse. And y'all know I'm not a negative person. I'm not trying to be negative. But, again, this team is better than what it's played. Uh, it should not have lost to Georgia Tech at home. It should not have lost to Virginia at home. I think you're better than both those teams. And looking at the schedule, uh, I think it's imperative uh, that they they go no worse than eight and one uh, for them to get to get into the tournament. And uh, but again, um, you know, I just I, I like to see PJ get inside more uh, and not fall in love with the three. Uh, I think he took what three or four in the last uh, five minutes of the game, and he missed all of them. You know, and so let's get inside and use uh, your body. You know, but that, again, I'm happy with the win. I'm not, and I'm not downplaying the win whatsoever. It's a huge win. You needed that win, and now you just gotta go validate it by going to Syracuse and win. So, yeah. I, what's your thoughts, Brad? Yeah, am, I, I be, am I being negative?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'd say negative. I, I, I do think that if you're PJ Hall and you hit three of your first four three pointers, you're gonna continue to take some. Like you're not gonna go, okay, I just hit three of the first four. Um, I, I, I can't take another one for the next. Two games. Do you know what I mean? Like I you, you feel like you're in a I, rhythm I, I and you're shooting well. I feel like you have to keep taking. Them. And he did hit a really clutch one in the second half that was huge for Clemson. So I don't I don't really have a problem with with what if, if you're gonna come out and start shooting well. I think you have to keep doing it. Uh I think I think eight and one's a little high there, Jerry. I think it's a little high for what Clemson has to do. I mean, granted, you don't want to be I mean, eleven and nine doesn't look very sexy. Certainly, in in the standings, I'd uh, love to get to twelve. I mean, thirteen. This team's. I mean, to me, we're not even having a conversation if they got thirteen ACC yeah. thirteen ACC wins going into the tournament.
4: Well, I'm looking at look at the schedule. Uh, is it five of the last nine games at home? Uh, I don't have a schedule. For yeah, yeah, Jerry, boards. that's
2: correct. You've got Miami, NC State, Florida State, Pitt, and Syracuse all at home remaining.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, you know, and I'm not discounting Miami. Miami's starting five, you know, is one of the best in, in the country, and I understand that. No, it's really not. You gotta take it. Care- it's yeah, really I mean,
1: not, Jerry. Miami's playing well, horrible. Okay, I
6: mean they okay, are. Uh, then, then,
4: okay, then I'll try. I'll try to help Phil out a little bit. So you gotta protect home court, and and, and I'm sorry, there's twice this year with Georgia Tech and Virginia that you didn't do that, you know, and uh, and now you're 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 not playing with house money anymore. You know, you get those two wins, um, you're kind of playing with the house money now. But so I think, you know, it's, it's not easy to win on the road. Everybody knows that. But again, you just won at North Carolina. And so I don't think the expectations are wrong to go to Syracuse and, um, and take care of business. And I, I, I think it's imperative that they do that because if not, I worry about the uh, psyche of this team. They've got to build on that win.
1: yeah thank you jerry i I appreciate you getting in i I mean the psyche the team was in doubt i think yesterday going into that game i had real serious concerns some of them we expressed on the show and some you and i talked about off the air john real concerns a loss in north Carolina was going to do for some of those guys i mean do you get checkout do you get some guys going man the message just it's it's falling on deaf ears now you know the worm's gonna turn kind of thing you keep losing games like that. if They were lost last night. I, I just don't know how that goes goes over well with some of these players, especially those who have aspirations beyond this
2: season. Sure, no, I, I agree with that. But you know, you mentioned the word concern, Brad. On the other side of this break, can we can we break up the concernometer here? Let's do, and and let's put Clemson basketball in here for just a moment, because.
1: I don't know that I I feel like today's a day to come with negativity. I I, I just don't really get you know. I mean, I understand I'm waiting on the other shoe to drop thing, but man, you don't get wins like last night very often, and that's why I said I think it's the best road win Clemson's ever had over a ranked team, and it's right up there with that twenty twenty win at North Carolina. It was massive for this program. Six five four rule. We'll fire up the right after this.
0: Clemson softball's ready to hit the field for the 2024 season, and the Roar has you covered for their first tournament of the year. We'll have three games live on the Roar, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Every broadcast will be available as well on ClemsonTigers.com. As we await the Tigers' debut in McWherter Stadium this spring, be sure to catch the debut of the 2024 Clemson softball team right here on the Roar, where every day is game day. Hey, it's Boost Mobile here with a great deal to keep you connected. When you switch to Boost, you get four lines for $100 plus four free 5G smartphones like the Galaxy A15 or the Moto G Stylus 5G. We're here to bring you the best phones on America's largest 5G networks so you can get after it. Switching is easy. Just head to your local Boost Mobile store. That's four lines and four phones for $100 only at a Boost Mobile near you. Requires port and auto pay and ID verification. Available in select markets only. Other restrictions apply. See participating stores for details.
4: Spring is coming. And with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass. That can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care.
0: East Main Furniture and Easley, where every day is a sale day. Come find deals on living room, bedroom, dining room, lamps, rugs, mattresses, and occasional furniture. Brands like Lazy Boy, England, Best, Ashley, Catnapper, Liberty Furniture, and Von Bassett. All at discounted prices. If they don't stock it, they can special order it for you. Now offering up to 12 months. Same as cash on purchases over $300. East Main furniture located at 829 East Main Street, Easily, Or call 864-442-6054 today. All right, people, it's Valentine's Day. Everything has to be perfect. Here's
6: At Ingalls, we know
1: that not every Valentine's Day is four star perfection with string quartets and swanky restaurants.
4: My boyfriend bought me flowers. That
1: it's not the money you spend or the elaborate lengths you go to.
0: Happy Valentine's Day!
1: It just has to come from the heart. Ingalls,
0: we're with you every step of the way.
1: Total by Verizon is wireless that goes all in for you. That means unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon priced by us at $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan. And as always, no contracts. Sounds pretty hard to beat, but all in is all in. So we added international calling to fill the year with more Hey Girl! because it can't be total unless it's all in. Find a store and exclusive deals at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate with auto pay discount beginning the month after you enroll, plus taxes and fees. Additional restrictions apply. See website for data management practices and full terms. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com.
0: So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea. Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day.
1: belaboring this net thing a lot the point on it and the just not understanding it but I was looking at Wake Forest a minute ago because John and I were discussing you know f- how many bids did the ACC get in fact fire up the concern on me to re- real quick John because this is going to be on there
4: to tell you the truth I'm a little concerned whenever anybody says they're a little concerned they're very concerned As a matter of fact I'm really more than a little concerned and when they say they're more than a little concerned, they're desperate.
1: First concern or meter of the day, John, one through five. How concerned are you about the ACC getting four plus teams into the NCAA tournament?
2: Uh, the word plus makes it a two and a half. But for me right now, uh, four or more, I, th- I think right now the number is four.
1: I think you're right. So are, I think
2: are, that well, right now I'm willing to say that I think there are four that are as close to locks as they can be.
1: Okay, so so four, your concern would be like a two.
2: If I no, say no, more I, than I, four, I think it's like a one. More than four is where the number four increases.
1: four and a half teams. Then your your concern goes up to three or four. Yeah,
2: so, I think it's four right now. I think it's North Carolina, Duke, Clemson, and Virginia. I feel okay with that. Now, Wake Forest is, makes, is making an interesting case. Yeah, you mentioned something during the break that I was not aware about the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. They're 32nd in the net. Clemson is one spot ahead of Wake at 31. So if Clemson is in
1: at 31, which we both say they are, why is Wake Forest not involved in the conversation? It, but I also don't understand their resume. John, they're 0 3 in quad 1 games. They've played ten quad two games and they're six and four. I, Nobody has that many quad two losses. Just were even there range
2: of this thing? What were there? And you may not have this information in front of you, like the margin of defeat in those quad one games. <laughs> don't have that in front of me. Uh, I don't know who the quad. I'll I'll try to get that. But
1: point being. Six and four in quad two. three and oh in quad three and six and oh in quad four. So that's good. They're nine and oh in quad three and four combined. Clemson does have one quad three loss, they're uh eight and one combined. But Clemson is four and four in quad one and, th- and three and two in quad two. Not having a single quad one win and making the tournament seems hard to do.
2: Do you agree with that? Thank you very much. It was. It Refresh my memory. Wasn't that the big issue with Clemson last year, or was it the Quad 4 participation? Yeah, it was more of the Quad
1: 4. They had a losing record, I think, in Quad 1, but it was more of the Quad 4 uh, losses okay. really added up to really hurt Clemson. Uh, Wake Forest, just going back through some of their their conference games. Um, I don't know. Uh, Florida State was a loss. That's not a bad loss. They beat no, for- they lost by five at... That's Florida State. They beat Virginia. That's a team we think is in right now. Yeah, 66-47. <laughs>
2: Good
1: Lord. Uh, but they beat them. They lost to NC State, 83-76. Uh, to 76. The Louisville they crushed. North Carolina they lost 85-64. That would have been a quad. That's a quad one loss. Pitt, they lost 77-72. Uh, Syracuse they beat handily. And then they crushed Georgia Tech last night. I'm trying to figure out who who are their other quad. I guess they were out of conference. They lost to Florida,
2: or they beat Florida?
1: Who did they lose? They're out to? of conference Georgia. losses were to
2: Georgia, Utah, and LSU.
1: Utah was Utah a quad one loss then? I I guess I I don't know I don't know I'd have to go back through the whole thing and try to figure it out. Here's who they have coming up though. Wake Forest plays NC State on at, at home. And then Duke on the road. And then Virginia after that.
2: On the road. Followed then, by a home game at Duke and then Duke... Or a home oh game Lord. against Pitt and then a home game against Duke.
1: They don't draw a North Carolina game, but they have two games against
2: Duke and then one against Clemson in the season finale. The regular season finale. So, no, they're... Yeah, they're they're hosting Clemson, but they're going to Duke and to Virginia. Back-to-back.
1: I'd say getting four plus team getting more than four teams in feels like about a four right now concerning meter getting four in i'm still like a two and a half because i just i don't i don't trust these i don't trust the committee that's for fair. the most part and i i don't understand the net i just don't because here we are putting virginia in there and leaving out the demon deacons doesn't really make sense when you look at the net rankings but I don't understand why the resume is, is what it is. Uh, concern that only – is there any concern at all that only three teams get in? Yeah, it's like a two. Potentially just two teams still?
2: Or do you feel like – I don't think so, no. I think that's too much um, convenient messaging coming out from certain bracketologists.
1: Okay, are it you – helps their agendas. Are you con- – You're concerned right now one through five on Clemson's conference record? Because if there's – it's the only thing that can keep Clemson can hurt Clemson. It's the only thing yeah. that you can you can knock them on their resume about is what their conference record could end up being.
2: Because right now at five and six
1: it's a losing record. Sure. I don't I don't think it ends up as a losing
2: record. Uh, neither do I. Uh, maybe it's like a two right now for me, but then I can yeah, you can point that out, but then I can point that they have the two best road wins in the country.
1: I don't think they at have North to Carolina, go North Carolina at Alabama. I don't think they have to go eight and one. I don't think they need 13 wins.
2: I don't either, because this is, this is what we talked about in the preseason. This is why you schedule the non-con the way that you did, and you put out the 9-1 record in the non-con, so you don't have to go 8-1 and down the stretch here. I think we're, we're mixing in too many memories of seasons past mixed with the current path right now. Like I, just, I, I don't think that's the case. I think this team is comfortably in right now.
1: But like I said earlier, I recognize they had a couple losses that if they were wins right now, there'd be no sweats going on. You'd feel really good about this team. So they've got a little bit of a hole they've got to dig out of. But the opportunities to dig out of that hole are there. There's so many winnable games. There's not another quad one opponent right now on the schedule for the rest of the year. That may hurt. That may help. I don't know. But right now, Clemson's resume is good. Clemson needs to get the conference record back up above 500. That's it. That's where things stand. And then you worry about when you get into the ACC tournament, all that kind of stuff. But right now, what you can control is winning these conference games and getting back on the the positive side in the win column. I, I think that's it. But the, I don't have a problem with the resume. But that's going to be the glaring thing. You can't you can't have a losing record in the conference. You just can't. This year, they're going to hold that so much against you. I don't care what the resume is. They're They're going to, again... As Brad Brownell said last year, if they don't want you in, they're going to find a way to keep you out. That's now that do.
2: I agree with. That's what they do. It's the whole point. Net doesn't matter. Resume the net, the net matter. only matters until it matters. What did Clemson have last year? Was it 13 conference, 14
1: conference wins? Yeah, something like
2: that. 13 yeah. or 14. Wasn't good enough to get in. Didn't get in. You beat a tournament team three times in the season and that wasn't good enough to get in. You're still bitter about the Wolfpack, yes. aren't you? <laughs> oh, why would I not be?
1: He will never be called Wolfpack John. Anti, you were right about that. Anti-Pack. John never goes full Wolfpack. No, never. Let's go to Seminole Ted. He's up next. Hey, Seminole Ted. How are you?
6: Hey, thanks for getting me in. That was a good win for Clemson last night. I almost half to have win, too. I think they definitely solidified themselves. And Florida State did not do themselves any good losing to Louisville on Saturday. Mm. They never had a chance in that game. Um, I'm just curious because I, I don't have a way to pull it up. What is Florida State's net ranking right now? Uh,
1: last time I checked, it was in the 90s. Um, let me look and see yeah. uh, if I can get get an updated number coming off of last night's games. They are 94th.
6: Yeah, they don't have a chance. I mean, they'd have to literally win the ACC tournament to, to get in. So I I'm look for them to get in. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Clemson had to have that win. Now they just can't afford any bad losses. But I think that they'll be in. And that was definitely a good win for Brad Brownell. That should hush up some of the detractors for a game or two anyway. But um, I appreciate the uh, info on that. And I will take it off the air.
1: Y'all have a good one. You too, Seminole Ted. Thanks for getting in. Appreciate the call today. Yeah, it's just not going to be Florida State's year. They really got hammered. With the quad three and quad four, John. They're just six and four in quad three, quad four games. Two and three in quad three and four and one. They have a quad four loss, so. Uh, all I heard was a loss to Louisville. <laughs> nah, I think that would be the quad four loss. Uh, but, yes, Florida State, 94th, uh, two and three in quad one. I think you gonna let Louisville score uh, over 100. Devastating loss for Florida State. Just can't happen. Boston College is ahead of them. LSU is ahead of them. Georgia. Syracuse is ahead of them. Yeah. Maryland. A lot of very average teams
6: are.
1: Maryland. (laughs) I mean, plus, what's going to keep Florida State out is the fact they already have nine losses on February the 7th. That's what's going to keep them out. Forget all the metrics. I don't need any more. I don't need any more than that.
2: We don't have to go too deep into the numbers to figure that one out, unfortunately. I I
1: don't think they're running the table this year down the stretch of the season. Down the final month here Uh, it's right right about one month left by the way on the uh, regular season and then we'll be turning our attention to March Madness John uh, some other things I want to get to here real quickly in college basketball we're on the subject we mentioned South Carolina 68 65 win over Ole Miss last night the Gamecocks did drop two spots in the net rankings but they continue their torrid pace right now 20 and 3 overall on the season can't believe there are twenty wins on February. That's insane, 7th. what Lamont Paris is doing, and you know Kevin got in earlier and said Paris could be up for some bigger jobs. Man, I gotta think. Ah, oh boy, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't want to say this, but boy, Ray Tanner can't let him leave. I, and it may, may not be the guy that can
2: keep him, well, but Brad, I'm just with saying, the influx. We, we've talked about this though with the influx of cash into these two big conferences. You can't let him go. With the way that the SEC has been spending on basketball. I don't think he's going anywhere okay. because I think they'll have the financial ability to match that deal to pay what some of these top jobs out there could go get him. Now, if there's an emotional pull at a, you know, I don't know Lamont Paris full history. If there's a certain job out there that he would have, you know, some more sentimental ties to versus the other, but I think South Carolina's in a great spot to keep him and they should be able to, you know, be able to pay him accordingly and pay him well at the end of this season. He's going to get a massive pay raise at the end of this year. Oh, hundred percent. Deserves every penny of it.
1: You're you're probably if you're Ray Tanner, you're very thrilled about the success of Lamont Paris, but at the same time you're you're counting the uh you're going to check the bank account because you know you're gonna have to pay up uh, at the end of the season. Six five four Roar. Last night in college basketball also we saw we mentioned Wake Forest just annihilating Georgia Tech eighty to fifty one. Houston beat Oklahoma State 79-63. Don't really care about this game. Number 5 Houston rolled a team they're supposed to beat with a losing record at home. uh, Or they're supposed to win a game at home against a team with a losing record, no doubt. But the story coming out of this game was head coach Kelvin Sampson, who absolutely lost his mind on the officials last night. There was a play on one end of the court he didn't like he felt oklahoma state wasn't getting called for fouls he comes down from the other end all the way to the to the far end of the court to chase down the referee and just absolutely let him have it he gets immediately ejected he's trying to get in the ref's face he's trying to he's he's trying to make contact with the official he's he's held back by coaches by players by anybody gonna handle on, on kelvin Sampson. I've watched Kelvin Sampson coaching this game forever. I've never seen that out of him. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why he got so irate. He's never been thrown out of a game in his 10 years at Houston until last night. He absolutely lost his mind. But then he went into the press conference after the game and said something that really bothered me, John. So, a reporter asked him about the ejection. Like, don't you... could you imagine going to a press conference and not asking a Coach why, about his ejection? I, that's what I'd lead with.
2: Like, how do you not bring that up? The, the team won in a blowout fashion, whatever, it's fine. You threw a very public temper tantrum. I'm going to ask you about it. This is what Kelvin Sampson
1: said. First of all, he was like, what do you mean? And the guy was like, well, your thoughts on it and, and what happened. And he said, I have no thoughts. If I say something, answer your question, and they fine me $25,000... What part of twenty five thousand are you willing to pay? So don't ask me silly questions because it's a twenty five thousand dollar fine if I tell the truth. So I can't. So don't ask me. I learned that from Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes. End quote. He tell. I mean, I I know some of this is just like his his he's upset. Sure, but in, he's attacking the reporter for asking the question that has to be asked. You he comes be- off like a big old
2: jerk. Oh, absolutely. It's it's very simple to handle this. Just be like, hey, you know, I need to speak with my athletic director. That's not something I'm going to comment about on this time and move forward. And what a condescending response.
1: What part of the 25000 are you willing to pay? Do you know how much money Kelvin Sampson makes? I do not know. He got a new contract over the summer because of Houston's success last year. Sure. He makes nearly $5 million a year. And he's asking okay. this reporter... What portion of the twenty five K are you gonna pay for asking me
2: quote silly questions? End quote. Not like telling Fertita's not wouldn't just pay it off for him anyways.
1: I mean, this reporter may not even make
2: twenty five thousand dollars.
1: And Sam's, Sam's gotta be a jerk about it. I he was way out of line last night. Way out of line in my opinion. There's no need for that. He was out of line the way he tore off down the court, ripping the officials. He knew he was gonna get tossed. He was he out was, of he line. He was trying for that. to get tossed. He absolutely lost it last night. And then he goes down and doubles down in the press conference, showed no, like, no, no his actions were perfectly fine by him, and he doesn't have to have to answer these questions because if he does, he gets fined $25,000, and no reporter's going to help him pay it. And these reporters don't make you, you, $5 million bucks a year, Kelvin. If you do, it, it, say what you want to say. No one's stopping you. You know, I mean, $25,000 is a lot of money to me. But when you're making $5 million, I don't know. I don't know. That that's up to you to decide. But if you want to tell, if you want to tell the truth, like you say you want to, then just do it. Don't berate the reporter and make him feel lesser because he asked a question that had to be asked to you because of your ridiculous, silly actions. Six five four roar. You want to get in hour three. More on the concernometer after this.
0: WCCP FM one hundred five point five, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM A M fifteen sixty, Cowpens ninety seven point five, Spark.